If you are a fan of the Dive Bar Rockstar podcast and would like to help support the show, there's a great way that you can do that and start a new fashion trend. We have a new merchandise page on the website which features t-shirts and hoodies that are available for sale on Amazon. Just click on merchandise in the top menu and all of the links will be there or go directly to divebarrockstar.com slash merchandise. Get started early on your Christmas shopping at divebarrockstar.com. Welcome to the Dive Bar Rockstar Podcast, a show exploring the lives of music professionals of all types. Touring musicians, recording artists, songwriters, engineers, bar bands, wedding bands, and anyone making their living in the music industry. Whether you've dreamed of being a music professional or you already are one, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Eric Baines, and I hope that you not only find some entertainment here, but also some helpful tips, trade secrets, and ideas that will help you achieve your dreams. Happy New Year, everybody. It is 2023 now. 2022 is gone. And uh, it was a good year, I think, for me. But uh, hopefully 2023 has got, you know, all the makings of being a, a, a really great year. Uh, hopefully this COVID thing is behind us now, mostly, obviously we all got to still be careful, but, uh, you know, things are moving again and, um, everyone is poised to, to get back out and start destroying lives even, even, even better than, than we did before. And this is our first podcast of the year and hopefully not the last. I've kind of gotten a road rig together that I can take with me now when I'm out and about touring with the, um, the lovely band Chicago, and I hope to do more from the road and from the hotel rooms and uh, talk to some, probably be some Zooms, but uh, there's also musicians out there uh, in the band that we haven't had a chat with yet, so uh, a lot of potential to have some fun. So hopefully you will continue to be entertained and and educated, and um, I'm not sure which people really enjoy better about the show, the educational part or the the entertainment part. So I don't know, maybe email me and let me know. I do enjoy, you know, treating this as some sort of educational situation, but I, I think I'm leaning less towards the nerdy and more towards the story of these great musicians that come on here and, and talk about their journey. But let me know what you think, because uh, I, I want to keep everyone listening. <laughs> so anyway, and thanks for listening and and here we go, 2023, bring it on. My guest today is an amazing trumpet player who has played on hundreds of records with artists like Michael Bublé, Rod Stewart, Gwen Stefani, Joe Cocker, and my hero of all time, Paul McCartney. And we're going to talk all about it. I can't even uh it blows my mind. You can hear him on TV themes like SWAT, Wheel of Fortune, Fortnite, Jimmy Kimmel Live, The Simpsons, Family Guy, and many more. He's on movie soundtracks like Clint Eastwood's The Mule, Disney's Hocus Pocus 2, and Disenchanted, and many more of those. Um, he's performed with Maynard Ferguson, The Who, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Adina Menzel, oh, I almost pulled a John Travolta right there, and he's currently touring with the iconic band Eagles. It's not The Eagles just eagles and he'll tell you all about that i mean it is the eagles but it's just it's just you, you you'll you'll hear it he's an incredible guy and one of the best musicians in town and one of the best musicians i know so please enjoy my conversation 
with Jamie Havorka. So you're you're the first trumpet player, but you're the second Canadian. Oh, yeah. Who's the other? Uh, Mike Hill plays bass. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. I he heard got it. married. Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. He's a swell guy. It was a good good episode. I'm I'm excited that I'm the the first trumpet player. Yeah, yeah. And I'm excited about that too because you're like rock star trumpet player. Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm on the dive bar. Uh, yeah, podcast. So. Well, we were just talking. The last time I saw you was at Joe's American. I don't know what it's called, American Bar and Grill. I yeah, think, right. Is that in Burbank? And I, I don't know. I would kind of. I would say that's a dive bar. It's it's a restaurant it's sort of ish. It's definitely a dive bar. Yeah, yeah. I would say that. Great and, band. And it was full of rock stars. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, see, you were there. <laughs> see, yeah. <laughs> so you qualify. I do. That's good. Yeah, um, but I think you you like you, you've talked to me before. We've known each other for a while. Yeah, you were kind of in, in a jam band. Way back in the back day. Back in the day. Like, yeah. Was that in college or? Uh, it was. And then it spilled into post-college. And I think I I always wanted to be like a rock star, you know? I mean, yeah. not a star. I mean, I, I, I don't mind being out of the spotlight. In mm. fact, I, I kind of like it. Right. But to be on stage with, you know, that kind of energy and everything. Yeah. Um, I probably picked the wrong instrument. <laughs> uh, yeah. I wanted to be a drummer um, when I was a kid. Mm. And finally, you know, when the band program started up in middle school, my mother said, uh, no, no drums. <laughs> and she did what she didn't know is that the trumpet is like just as loud and sounds way worse for, <laughs> for longer. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so that's how I started it. It was just, um, you know, one of those crazy moments where you think back uh, and I just, you know, maybe I saw it on TV that day or something. Wow. It was like, oh, I want to play the trumpet, you know, like, mm -hmm. wow. It seemed like it had less things to worry about than a saxophone or something, yeah. you know? It's only three valves. It's only three valves. What could go wrong? It can't go hard. It can't, it can't even be that hard. No, it's really super, <laughs> super simple. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that was it. That was the... But I mean, and what age was that? Uh, I was in sixth grade. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I played a little piano before that, a little. Uh, my mother was a piano teacher off and on, mm. um, but she didn't want to teach me herself, um, which is, I think, common and yeah, you know, makes sense. I get that. Um, she had a guy come in and, and teach me, and he wasn't great. He, in fact, he would like he was the old school like ruler on the fingers kind of thing. Mm. So I got like whacked. He wasn't woke. He was not. <laughs> um, when my mom found out about that, she, she like, that's it. No more lessons for you. Right. Right. And then the, you know, the band came along or the middle school band and I got into it right away. And I had, uh, you know, some performances and some festivals and stuff where I did okay. And it just kind of went from there. Wow. Um, and then I went to, you know, high school and uh, I went to a good music school. Um, but I still had no plans to to take it any further. Right. Um, and then I got a scholarship to go to music school. And I thought, well, okay. I plan to be a lawyer one day. Oh. Yeah. Boy. My, my mother was, was a lawyer. Uh, she's retired. 
and I wanted to uh, to do that. So I needed any any degree, any undergraduate degree. Mm-hmm. And I um, I thought, well, this will be easy. I'll just do music, and you know, it's going to be paid for or right. some of it. And mm-hmm. uh, um, and, then, and this was in Canada. This is in Canada. Yeah, this is in Vancouver. Um, Got it. And I um, I went to the local school. It's not the one I wanted to go to, but my girlfriend was going there. And so I was a girl in the story. So, yeah. Luckily that worked out. So she's still with me. Oh, that's and, excellent. Uh, and I, um, I went to that school. It was a classical oriented school, which w- wasn't like, wasn't my favorite thing. I, w- I thought I wanted to be a jazz player, but it was good to get that foundation. Mm-hmm. And, but then I, I didn't even care because I wasn't going to take it any further. Right. And my mother heard that I was applying to law schools and like studying for the exam. And she took me out to lunch and she said, don't do it. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. The opposite talk. Wow. Yeah. I don't think my dad was very happy with, <laughs> with that, but she said, yeah, you know, you, you see what, the, you know, this life is like, and it's really hard. Like it's, I mean, wow. You know, it's, yeah. You expect like the musician conversation to be like, oh, it's a really hard life. You know, don't do it. No, she was like, no, don't do it. Um, you don't. love music. Um, you should just do that. And and I, it, it kind of sunk in and I was like, okay. And I wasn't very serious before that. And then I started to take it more seriously. And um, I thought, okay, I got, I have to get better. Uh-huh. and I need my ass kicked. <laughs> so I started applying for grad schools for, you know, for music. And I ended up going to uh, University of North Texas, which has a legendary jazz program. And I knew that it, it had a reputation for ass kicking. Right, and, right. And that's what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, so that was that was my first move into the... U.S. and huh. that was 2004, three, 2003. Yeah. Wow. Well, I've definitely never heard that story before. No. From anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm always the opposite when I'm talking about my kid. And it's like, you know, when they if they come to me and like, I want to do music. I'm like, great. How about be a music attorney? Yeah. Or, you know, I want to yeah. do sports. Great. How about be a sports, yeah, sports attorney, attorney? You know, <laughs> I mean, it's, but that's great. Yeah, any, well, I mean, any attorney will tell you it's tough, you know, and yeah. I mean, some of the awful things you have to deal with, some yeah. of the awful people. Right. right. You know, and that's your job. And that's your job. Right. And, yeah. and um, to deal with awful people. Yeah, I mean, she was a divorce attorney. So oh, some, of the, some of the Ugh. shit that came up was just. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wow. Yeah, and my dad, like I said, my dad wasn't wild about it. He was he always wanted me to be financially secure. Right. Right. Um so it took a while, but finally I think I got him some really good seats, uh, you know, for <laughs> for an artist that he right. that he thought was really cool and I think I got him backstage and yeah. you know, so yeah. um he, after that he was like, "Okay, you know. <laughs> I, th- I think you're okay." Charmed him. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. So you came here, yeah, and you went to uh, University of North Texas. Was that a good experience? Did yeah. you get the ass kicking that you were hoping for? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I've heard that it's like pretty intense. It's big band school. Uh, it is and, um, and reading, reading, uh, section playing. Um, it's a good foundation for like the studio scene. I think, even though it's you know it's big band uh, focused, but um, 
but it's still relevant in, you know, today's mm-hmm. scene. I went there, um, hoping to get into like, you know, the, for those of you who don't know, there's uh, there's, they call it the one, uh, the, the one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock bands. It goes up to nine o'clock mm-hmm. and, you know, you want to be as, as low on that number as possible. And I was just like, please put me in like the five o'clock or something. So I'm not embarrassed. But when I got there right away, I was auditioning for the one o'clock chair lead trumpet. Holy cow. And I wasn't prepared for that, but I guess I did okay. And they, you know, the, the, the guy that was there, maybe they had some issues with. So, Mm. um, and you, you, this is great. Uh, you know, you've already, got a bachelor's yeah you're coming right. in so as a master's is, this student. is a master's program yeah so i only i did two years there but okay. i played in the one o'clock the whole time and um wow. and it was intense like really you know i'll say that when i went up against this guy like they 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 you know they chose three tunes and you know he plays the three tunes and then they flip to me and I play the three tunes and like, that's the audition. And this is, oh. you know, week one mm. and I'm terrified, but, um, wow. and it, I don't think it was good, but it was, I guess it was good enough. And, <laughs> and this, uh, this poor, this poor kid, you know, had, uh, I think he was doing his doctorate and he had, wow. you know, he had like one semester left or two semesters left and he, um, he lost the, the gig Wow. and, and and in the in the typical North Texas way, um, he lost it by like having a meeting in the in the director's office, Neil Slater. And Neil said, uh, you know, bring your bring your folder in to this guy. <laughs> and he had to give it to me. Oh and, man. And like tears are coming down his face and he's like red and he's mad. And um yeah, and oh, I remember Neil Slater saying to me, "Oh, uh, uh, don't fuck this up." <laughs> wow, we may have to edit that, but you know. no. Um, and I, I was terrified. That might be the title of your podcast. Yeah, don't fuck this up. Yeah. <laughs> and, wow, uh, that's amazing. Yeah, so I just totally got. And they're like, "Welcome to Texas." Welcome to Texas. Here's here's a giant like a folder so thick that it needed to be wrapped with a with a uh. piece of um, inner tube. <laughs> wow yeah and uh learn these songs for for this week and in fact i think there was there was like a tour or something that like in two weeks to chicago or something and i had to wow. learn everything for that and uh so yeah try uh whatever trial by fire is that what yeah it is? yeah yeah um but it was good for me and uh and it was good for la because i think i can go into any scene now and remember how to you know knock back the pressure and just focus and yeah um and you know it's everyone who comes out of there you know reads well and you know they're yeah they're on time they're in tune they're they've you know they've got all these these things down right and uh right i do appreciate that from that program yeah yeah that's amazing really because yeah. I, I went to berkeley for a few semesters and then i went to metro in denver but um all this are a little more laid back kind of schools. It's more of a, it feels like a school. Oh, yeah. we're all here to learn. Yeah. So when I got my first intense gig, it was like a shock. Like, so that's, that's great that you, I mean, you had to, yeah, that, that you had that experience before well, you got into the real world, especially LA. Cause it's like, not for everyone. And, and yeah. it has a, you know, those kind of programs have a reputation. Um, 
But at the same time, it's 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 going to happen to if you want to do this on a high right. level. It's going to you're going to you're going to get your ass kicked in real life. And yeah. you know, another person told me before I moved or after I moved here, he it was a bass player who had grown up here and was like, you know, you have an advantage coming from somewhere else because you you've done all your sucking in another town. Yeah, where he's had to go through all those phases and you know that reputation sticks and you know you have, you know, you came in here having had that pressure that's an advantage yeah 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 i mean people think it sometimes call it the factory or whatever but Mm. but i know that if anyone comes into town and they've been playing lead in the one o'clock i can call them to sub for me without ever hearing them right you know i know they're going to be fine right you know and that's that's pretty cool um yeah but yeah that but it is what i wanted and needed and um luckily was just Two years right yeah <laughs> well two and a bit because i couldn't quite graduate in in the spring but <laughs> <laughs> but i did graduate uh, somehow and um well that's and cool. then we moved to la um immediately oh yeah, yeah. okay so um, you always had your sights on that or well um yeah the the trumpet teacher there at the time jay saunders legendary um, lead trumpet player played with uh, Canton and you know tons of sessions in Dallas and and uh, and just a great you know teacher and a great guy. He said, "Hey, you know where are you going to go? New York or L.A.?" And I was like, "Oh, wow, those are the choices." And he's kind of like, "Yeah," <laughs> and I think you should go to L.A. Um, and I said, "Okay, cool." And um, luckily, you know, we're West Coasters already. Right, L.A. is a bit more um of our scene i guess than new york you know it's it's a little more laid back it's a little more space yeah you know right so sure. and uh, sure. my wife's at sister, the time probably more affordable but even now more yeah, affordable. yeah more as, affordable. as crazy it yeah. is out here like new york is still worse. yeah well i mean just well here you can live in a detached home as opposed to you know right. an apartment in yeah a, a sketchy part you know of, <laughs> right New York, like so many musicians have to start doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my wife, ha- her sister was was here in LA, her only sister, so that made a big difference. God. Um, but I, uh, as soon as we were, as soon as I finished, I was offered a road gig with... Um, Let me guess. Oh, yeah. no, maybe I'm wrong. No, no, go ahead. Maynard Ferguson. Maynard Ferguson. It's like, it seems the go-to yeah. horn guy out of college. Yeah, especially from great. that school and... There's a few other bands that recruit from that school, but um, yeah, often half the band is, you know, yeah. North Texas. And you uh, seem to be kind of famous for a recording of Maria that you did while you were there. Uh, yeah. Like I found people on YouTube doing your version of that song. That's crazy. I know. <laughs> and it's beautiful. I mean, it's incredible. Thanks. So, you know, uh, you know, there's uh, a reason it, for that. Oh, it was. That must have helped when you, or did it hurt? I don't know. No, it's a beautiful tune, and um, you know, I uh, I've played it many times since. Um, <laughs> I guess you know, yeah, I guess it's kind of like a signature tune. But was that like a shoot? So you you now you've got to get that gig, you know? Like, well, was it pretty. Yeah, I mean, in a way, um, I well, first of all, when when Maynard Ferguson calls you and you're a trumpet player, there's only one answer, you know? <laughs> right, and. Uh, I had considered even staying a little longer and maybe starting a doctorate, but, mm. and, and in fact, some of the faculty were pressuring me to stay 
But Jay Saunders was like, no, you need to go and do this. Yeah. This, this is your uh, next degree kind of thing. Right, know? right. And I said, okay. Um, a friend of mine, Stockton Helbing, was the drummer at the time. And he just said, oh, yeah, we need to get uh, Jamie. You know, he's, he's just finishing up. And, um, and uh, I joined uh, $400 a week. Um, <laughs> shared hotels i was gonna ask yeah because um, we'll get to what you're doing now yeah. like compared to that though that your first drew guys like, yeah you know, you've was, got a roommate you know yeah you got roommates you got uh too many people on a on the bus, on the what, bus. What, we had 13 people on the bus oh, and, it, and it it fit 12 you know <laughs> yeah right and it was an older i mean it was still a you know a coach sleeper coach but it was it had seen better days
And if that sounds like roughing it, it's nothing like um, being in a jam band in college where you sleep, you know, in the van, maybe. Right. Um, with six smelly guys. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> sometimes we didn't have hotel rooms. Sometimes right. we would have to ask the audience if we could stay. Does anyone uh, have a place tonight, please? <laughs> And sometimes we would just sleep in our sleeping bags on the you know side of the road. Like I'm, I'm not kidding. No, yeah. Um, we couldn't afford hotels, right? So this was a big step up from that. Yeah, but it, you know, I. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. That's something I never wanted to do. I probably, I often think back. I might be more more successful as a artist, you know, doing my own music if I was willing to do that. Yeah, you know, just get out there and whatever it takes to get your name out and get the exposure and you know how the and i was like i just i, I just have certain standards <laughs> that kept me from being successful yeah. i don't know <laughs> i mean but i love that i mean th th this band was called yeah. green room and um i have you know lifelong friends from that experience and we and we just did like these long improvised jams but you know the we were good enough at it that um we got a following and yeah. And we, you know, we, t we toured and we traveled, opened up for some acts and, um, and it was, you know, I made a couple of records. I, I, I don't think I want to listen to them now, but. <laughs> Are they on Spotify? Can I play uh, I bet you they're not. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but it was fun. And then now I realized like, wow, we were, we were like doing this thing and getting paid to, to basically, you know, improvise these Wow, play, you know, play funky stuff for dancers in all these different ski towns and uh, yeah. and um and you know little uh wh whatever like where 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 young people end up you know right. hanging and working and stuff like that. Yeah. It was super fun, but it wasn't sustainable. Yeah, <laughs> and was that Texas based? No, this I'm sorry, this is back in Vancouver. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. Um, so yeah, yeah that that was something I had to give up actually to mm. to you know, when I moved. Right. But the band split up anyways. And, you know, one of the guys ended up being like one of the top guys at Twitter for a while. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was, yeah. It, you know, it, everyone went through separate ways. Yeah. Um, wow. And, and one other guy runs the, the best um, recording studio in Vancouver. It used to be Mushroom Studios where... Oh, wow. Um, Aerosmith recorded most of their stuff and you know, wow. yeah, and now he That's runs awesome. it. So yeah, it, so it was a talented group, but I knew that, um, that I didn't, I don't think I wanted to stay in Vancouver because the scene was small. It was a great scene. It was, it was creative, a lot of creative stuff come happening there, but it's such an expensive city. It's more expensive than LA mm. to cost yeah, of living. Right. Uh, and, uh, and I just knew like, ah, oh, if I just want to play trumpet, I don't have that many options here. Right. Um, so yeah, LA was it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because I feel like LA in a way is a factory when it comes to like the, you know, movie soundtracks and, and TV and all that stuff. It's, it's very organized. It's very, you know, it's a machine that makes, you know, is that what you've, you found? It, it might match up with the whole North Texas way of doing things, even though it's maybe a little more laid back in the way it does it. It's still pretty. Yeah. Show up. Here's the chart. Do this thing. Go. Um, I suppose so. I don't, I've never really thought of it that way. I don't know why. Um, 
I think the college experience is a little more intense. Mm, I compare it to like, you know, like a, an athlete, right. Who goes to college now, say they're a basketball player and they go to Duke or something and the intensity and the way the, the coach is so in charge and, and then you get, um, then you get into the NBA and it's kind of like, well, you know, you have some more creative freedom, you know, Mm. even, even as a, as a basketball player, um, and maybe some more autonomy and, so I think that's what LA is too. It's like, you know, I can say yes or no to things. I couldn't do that back then. Right, right. Um, if you have a bad day, it's not like you're going to get axed from the band. Well, you right. know. Yeah. Cause, cause, yeah. So. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I, I, it's pretty, I think it's relatively laid back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the musician community is, you know, pretty pretty yeah. laid back yeah. in, in, in every city. Yeah. I mean, you have your guys that are in, I mean, maybe it's in my head too. Like, I just feel like when I first got here, there were so many intense situations, but you know, and even in the, the we met in a wedding band, you know, we and did. like sometimes those can be the worst, you know, and it's like chart after chart after chart and yelling numbers and, and going to the next tune and, and, uh, you know, uh, there's intense situations for sure. And then just the pressure too of like, you know, once you get, in a major gig, you know, and there's, you know, 30 bass players that want, want any gig you get, you know? Yeah. So, you know, and yeah. I'm sure it's kind of the same with the trumpet. Maybe it's just a, maybe it's just that my college experience was so different than yours. <laughs> that, <laughs> that seems, that seems intense to me, but. Well, uh, there's plenty of Berkeley guys in town too that, you know, yeah. that are, that are doing just fine. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Luckily there's a lot of work, yeah. you know, even still, you know, we can complain about the music business and it's true it is yeah. definitely a declining situation but there's it's still a big huge city with lots of stuff going on and it is it's um yeah there used to be more just more people working all the time and now it's kind of a, a handful who are working all the time right and, and then people have to you know pick up other th- other things which is which is totally fine i i always just kind of wanted to be a player Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I taught at a college for a bit and, and privately and stuff. And, and it wasn't, it wasn't my calling, but plenty of professionals, you know, have a college gig as well, or, or they have a, you know, a, a bunch of, um, private students. It's, it's whatever you want to do. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, I, I'm kind of lazy. I just want to play, show up, you know. And uh, get the check and go home. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about what your your big gig is now. Okay. Because it's kind of I feel like I got my big gig. We were both in this wedding band. We were, and yeah. I kind of got my big gig a little ahead of you, and and not that you haven't had plenty of big gigs. You know, we'll talk about all that too. But. And I and I want to congratulate you because uh, horn players just you know they love chicago so much <laughs> and uh yeah. you know it's one of those bands that bridges what we love you know the jazz side of things and and with the rock side and i always yeah that's what i always wanted to do you know was yeah. something like that um wow. so when you yeah when you got that uh, we were just so excited yeah <laughs> <laughs> well thank you yeah it's a a total joy. I had to go through Dwight Yoakam though to get it. You did and have that, to, that, yeah. You know, not that that was an, a bad gig either, but it was just very different. Yeah, and, well, I had to. I did ten years of Paul Anka. So. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. But now you're the horn player for the Eagles, and like, you know, the real Eagles. I was in a tribute band. Yeah, that that was the Eagles. But there's you know. a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, 
and uh, you so that's pretty far from sleeping in a van. It, yeah, it's as far as you can on get. The side of a road. Um, it's a, it's lovely. I mean, yeah, it's um, it's it's strange because it's a band that never had horns. I was going to ask, yeah. like, it, it must not have been because you know Chicago was never on my radar. I've been a huge fan since literally the day I was born, but it was always like the high singing bass player, and I was like, well, I sing well. I mm-hmm, feel like mm-hmm. I've been told, but that's not my. I'm not Peter Cetera, so I never even thought about the gig, you know. But then things happen, and and it must have been kind of the same. It's not like the Eagles were ever on your radar as far as I'm going to one day be with that band. No, but I knew they had horns in the past and I met somebody early in LA who was a trumpet player for them. And I was just in awe, like, Oh man, what's that like? Uh, You know, that would be the life. And, uh, and then I know a bunch of years later I got the call. (laughs) Funny enough, the, the way I got that gig was again, through the, agency that we met the the wedding band oh you know? interesting um wow. every jim now and, and west coast music right i should get jim on the show actually. you should get you totally should. <laughs> that would be really fascinating no he'd be he'd, he'd be an awesome yeah. guy to talk to yeah. yeah tom evans is a tenor player in town here and he he had met me on one of those jim epilito gigs and wow. he, you know because when he was in town he would because he was already doing um glenn fry's band and um and uh, Don Henley's band. And when he was in town, he'd pick up a few, you know, things. He didn't need to, but he, you know, he wanted to keep playing. And right. we, all, we all know how that is. Right. So um, all out of the blue, he called me. I think I was actually doing uh, like a wedding somewhere. <laughs> and I and I got this message on the phone. And I'm like, I went out to the... Um, balcony and like called him back because i i was like and he's like yeah do you you know do you want to do the eagles with me i'm like wow and uh that's like the perfect time to get it to it was yeah this was well um like at a wedding gig yeah perfect (laughs) like you're probably getting ready to want to kill yourself yeah and uh (laughs) yeah i don't remember the rest of the wedding gig but i probably i probably phoned it in um yeah it was a great uh great call and i uh, of course I said, yes, but I knew it was kind of an audition too. Um, mm. they had made a change with the lead trumpet position. This is a five horn section, two trumpets. And, oh, got you. Um, um, there's some hard stuff, surprisingly for Eagles, but hmm. they, this particular section, um, wrote some hard stuff for the, for the guys to do because we wanted to be relevant and we also didn't want people to to take our gigs you know? <laughs> and there's a fairly uh famous uh, spanish style cadenza at the beginning of hotel california that's been in right. the band for a number of years and bill armstrong was the original um oh gotcha uh you know composer of that i mean it's just sort of an improvised thing that him and joe walsh came up with got you um but it's very exposed and it's the encore. You have to come up ah. um, on stage basically by yourself. Uh, you know, there's a few rhythm guys, um, but the but the lights are off. And then you come up and the all the spots just go right yeah. onto the trumpet player. And you have to do this fairly tricky, you know, finesse kind of 
pretty thing and and not mess it up right and it it not everyone can do that and i totally get it um i was terrified at first yeah but wow. they needed somebody that could um be consistent on that so they went through i think a couple of guys and they were and the eagles were starting this this whole new thing without glenn fry they mm. had uh you know some renewed life uh, with um, Vince Gill coming in right. and Glenn's son, Deacon Fry, to cover, you know, the all the stuff that Glenn did, which was a lot. So they were going to tour a lot. So we, you know, they needed a section to be really solid. Right. This is kind of funny, but uh, I had a kidney stone. Oh, no. At the, at the audition. Oh, no. Or at the rehearsal, rather. Mm-hmm. And I was in terrible pain. And the uh, um, the rehearsals were in Phoenix, uh, you know, at the stadium, which was pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, and so they flew me out and I was like, you know, oh, so limping around and trying not to take too many painkillers. Um, <laughs> and, and I ran it with the band and it wasn't great. Hmm. I, you know, and... I was like, oh no, like this is it. Right. Sorry, the 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 principals hadn't arrived yet. Don, mm-hmm. Joe, you know, um, Vince, uh, Timothy, they weren't there mm-hmm. yet. And I had one more chance to to run it with them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you gotta, you gotta get this. Right. And I I did, you know, it was it was much better. Right. And that's that saved me. And then I flew home, had the surgery. Wow. Um Luckily, the the doctor was an Eagles fan, and he came in on a Sunday and did this, like, on his day off. Wow. And, and sent me back to Phoenix um, so I could start the tour. Jeez. And, uh, yeah, I had, like, a stint and, and all kinds of... And did you tell anybody about it? Um, the, the horn section. Knew. Oh, well, yeah, okay. the MD knew, and um, but I was Got trying it. to keep it quiet. Yeah. But, you know, I was, like, white in the face and... right. It was rough. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So maybe this goes back to, you know, my training or whatever, but I was, I was, I think I was just lucky that I was able to keep it together. And then after that, it was good. Like I, you know, but there's nothing like going up there in front of, you know, I mean, a stadium sometimes, I mean, we played for a hundred and, 10,000 people, I think, at one venue, you know, maybe. Jeez. Um, Wow. And at first it's hard and then it gets like exciting, right? Then it gets cool and you, and you look forward to it. But the, Mm -hmm. but the, the rush that you get after you walk down the stairs and everyone's just going nuts. Right. Well, not, not necessarily for the (laughs) trumpet player, but because because they've started Hotel California. Right. Yeah. uh, Right, right, right. um, No, but it was, it was great.
But that kind of pressure is really what it takes to be able to withstand that. You know, it's, it's just, you have to have that on, uh, to be at the level that kind of we're playing, you know, yeah, like, yeah. you know, I think that's something when I was, you know, a little kid dreaming about being a player or whatever, I didn't really understand. And, and I think that's, I don't know. I think that's, I don't even know what the point is other than if you're going to come to LA, you know, and, and, uh, it's, 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 it's all about the head game. Really, it sure is. You know? Isn't it? And being yeah. able to keep your shit together. Yeah under the worst circumstances because people you know people don't necessarily you know want you to succeed or they don't there's not really when you're on those big stages like there's not really a stake in it for anyone else because there's another guy they'll get somebody oh, else. Yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like it's 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 yours to to blow yeah it's yours <laughs> you know? to blow. exactly yeah you've yeah you've been there and yeah uh, you know i'm not always good at that but i i have to flip that switch in my brain you yeah know? okay just you know how to do this yeah. But you also don't ever, I don't know, I, I guess this is the question, let that fear stop you. Like, that's the other thing. The hardest part really is when you get the call, knowing what it's going to be and saying yes, when you could just stick to your gigs you're doing and stay on the couch and, and watch TV, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like to get, just to know that you're going to put yourself in that position. And, and, yeah. you know, sometimes that's like the hardest part just it, to say, yeah, yes, you you're know? right. And then getting through it, you're in it and you just have to, but just like, I know, I know kind of with the Chicago thing too, cause I went from playing with Dwight and it's, you know, bass wise, it's super simple, you know, music wise, singing wise, it was a challenge. Like I'm singing back up for Dwight all night long and, you know, rangy and like it was, it was, there was stuff to it. But then I remember getting the a text actually that, Hey, this guy's going to call you. Chicago's looking for somebody. Mm. And I knew instantly, like my body went into shock because I just saw the future and I was like, I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to pretend this is a decision that me and the wife are going to make. Yeah. But I just knew that I was going to have to do this. Yeah. I can't say no to Chicago. And then I, I but I'm just like, Oh, I got a baby. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, just the cushiness of knowing the show with Dwight. And then just like, I know the pressure that this is going to be. And I know the amount of time it's going to take me to learn this music because, you know, I got a sound check for like an hour. Like we played like five songs and okay, ready to do the show. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and like, I didn't have time to be like, Oh, can we go over this section again? You know, yeah. it's like, I'm basically there to prove that I can do the show and then we're going to do the show, you know? Yeah. And the next, that was at a small theater. The next night was like 5,000 people in an arena, you know, and, and just got bigger from there. So it was like, anyways, but just, I just remember that moment of just like, Oh God, I have to do this. I can't really get out of it. This is my career and this is the pinnacle. Yeah. But God, it's going to suck. Yeah, it does. It it's sucks for a suck. while. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I had a couple of performances at the beginning of it where, eh, you know, like everyone knew, right. Oh, that trumpet player just missed a note. Kind right. Of thing. And you're so exposed. Oh yeah. Oh. And so you just try to like walk off stage and shake it off and, yeah. And the guys give you a pat on the back, you know. Well, that's good, at least. Yeah, yeah. No, the the very supportive. Because not everybody does. Yeah. Some people, you walk off stage and they're like, "What the fuck was that?" Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, Don Henley likes things to be very, um, very nice and clean and everything, as yeah. as he should, you know. Right. And, um, and he's notoriously. I've never met him, but not the easiest fella. Not the nicest uh, guy. I don't know. How how have you found? I him? I don't I don't, I didn't have that experience with him over the years i he um he's a, you know he's an introverted guy and he mm -hmm. 
he doesn't like um, being in the spotlight unless he's on stage. Like, you know, doesn't want to meet fans. Interesting. And, and as long as you, um, you know, keep that in mind and, you know, we, you know, he, he realized that, well, actually he went to the same school that I did. Uh, North Texas. Uh, he he was not was was he an English major or something? I forget now. But interesting. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so you know we talked about that and and just you know just keep your. I think you know this, and 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 most musicians know, but just keep your mouth shut until you're asked a question or something. Right? Can, can you if you can do that? Don't speak unless spoken. To. Yeah, and yeah. just shut up and play. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So. That's, stay under the radar. That's yeah. Like, for just all keep the, your head down for all the people job. who are listening and and you know want to make break into it or whatever. Yeah, just please shut up and play. <laughs> it'll it'll make all the difference. Yeah, um, be on time. You know, wear the right clothes. Whatever. Just you know, yeah. take care of business. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Is there there a pretty obvious separation between like the principals and the hired guns? Um, yes and no. Uh, or I is mean, it a hang? Does everybody? No, it's not a hang, but, um, you know, we eat together and, uh, we sometimes hang out a little bit like, uh, Joe likes to go to basketball games and I, I'm a huge fan. So oh, nice. we would go sometimes, um, cause I, you know, I knew I was going to get good seats. <laughs> <laughs> For um, sure. and, uh, uh, Vince would like to, would like to go, uh, you know, look at guitars. So yeah. he'd see if anyone wanted to come. That's and cool. and you know, here we are walking down the street with Vince Gill, and uh, and a lot of people don't recognize him because he looks like such a regular dude. Right, right. right. And then he walks into a guitar store, and they are like, "Oh, I know who that is," you know. <laughs> and um, and yeah, so he's really down to earth, and he likes to, you know, hang out. He likes to golf, and and. Um, That's cool. Yeah, he want he wants it to be more of a hang. Uh, Got you. And t you know, everyone's nice. Well, that's good. You know, yeah. So it doesn't feel necessarily like a pressure situation from the the musicians. No, I think no. We, the musicians once they're they're in and and once they're trusted, then mm -hmm. it's then we're cool. Yeah, yeah. Got you. Um, that's great. Yeah, it's always like the new people that that scare everyone. Right? Yeah. Like what's he gonna, you know, what's that guy gonna do? Right. So, so we rarely have any new people. And they seem pretty loyal to their guys then. Um, yeah. I mean the Especially if they don't want new people. That usually works in old people's favor. Yeah. <laughs> um well, we never knew when we would get when and for sure if we'd get called, um, you know, to do the next year or the next leg or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um <clears throat> sometimes they were pretty late in letting us know. Mm. Uh, and on some occasions, you know, they, they left some of the horn players behind when they would go to Europe or Australia or gotcha. something. So you never knew. I was, I was one of the, you know, Tom and I would go, but I never knew if that was a for sure thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and how much horns are there? Like how many tunes um, do you play tonight? Well, we probably did seven tunes out of mm, 25. <laughs> so it's a cushy gig in another way. Yeah, it's um, it, and in, in fact, most of it is quite basic. It's like you know, just kind of um, whole notes underneath the band mm -hmm. and stuff. But right, but then there's these moments of terror, you know, that <laughs> that you have to be 
yeah. ready for, you know, uh, Joe, um, Walsh likes to have, have the horns on his stuff and he's, and he, he likes it to be, you know, kind of up, up there, you know, yeah. and, and in intensity. And we had to do this horn break on one of Joe's tunes and it was very exposed and it, uh, it was hard. Like, you know, you had to, had to go up to a, a double B and, mm. um, not that there's not a ton of trumpet players who can do that. Right. So right. in a way I knew like, okay, my job is secure, but, but if I mess it up too many times, it's going to be pretty obvious. So, right. Yeah. So it, yeah. What, it, uh, Wayne Bergeron, one of my heroes says, um, you know, it's like 95% boredom and 5% terror. <laughs> and that's kind of the way our wow. industry is. Yeah, right? absolutely. You know? Yeah. Especially on a road gig. Cause you're there 24 seven, Yeah, but you're on stage for two hours, yeah. you know? I mean, the Eagles probably long show. It's but, a long show. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, in fact, we, for a while there, we had like a good hour where we had to, yeah, where we weren't on stage and, um, just the way the set was built. And, uh, we would have to, uh, make sure we weren't like in the middle of watching a football game or something. Right. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause there, there would be, there would be no excuse for missing, you know, like, right. I think, I mean, we all assumed, well, that might be the end right there. Right. Like, you right, just right. Didn't right. show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's a great gig. You love it. Did, the, did they have the Eagles in Canada? Did you grow up listening? To um, <laughs> well, the funny thing is, I mean, I, they were never on my radar cause uh, yeah. it's not, well, it's not a horn gig. It's not a horn gig and it's not a horn band. And I didn't, I just didn't, you know, ever think about them. And, um, yeah, I've grown to really love their writing and their harmony and their, you know, it's good music. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, but, but I never, you know, I knew like a couple of their hits, but got you. So, um, yeah, I kind of felt the same way. I, but then I, I got, I got in this tribute band. Actually, the leader is another episode on here, um, uh, on the podcast, but, uh, but and then I thought to myself too, it's like for when it, I started out as the Henley guy and like my opinion, the, the, the better songs, you know, nah. they're all not better. I shouldn't say that they, they speak to me more. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're all amazing songs. I mean, come on. And then they found that I played bass. So I started subbing for that guy and that was like a little less fun in the higher singing, you know, now I got Timothy B. Schmidt and, yeah. uh, you know, Randy Meisner. But, um, but the good thing about it, I thought is like, well, you know, I would look at these other bands that wear wigs and crazy costumes. And it's like the Eagles just show up and play their music. So a trivia yeah. band, we just, just look nice, show up yeah. and stand there and play the shit out of the music. Yeah. You know, it was such a, a joy to do that. I know? do like that. They, <laughs> they pride themselves on, there's no pyrotechnics. There's no, I mean, there's some, you know, nice lighting and, and, you know, stuff like that, but right. they just play the songs yeah. and, um, and because of that, I've, I've watched tons of footage and, you yeah. know, when I was Wear wearing what you're wearing that day, it's fine, you know, yeah. <laughs> right. uh, and they usually stick super true to the record. Like yeah. you were talking about Don Henley wanting yeah. to get clean stuff and you listen to him perform yeah. Hotel California and play drums. They probably doesn't do that anymore. I don't know. Does he play he drums? Does. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like, it's pretty close to the record. It like it's, or yeah. it's very consistent every night. Well, he is, would argue that the people want to hear that. Yeah. Um, and it's, there's some, you know, Joe gets to improvise his solos and stuff still, but, but even somebody like Vince Skill, who's an amazing guitar player and a great improviser, 
he, you know, he mostly sticks to the solos that were on the record. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, I think that's the way they, they want to. Yeah. And in a way it. that's kind of easier because you know what you're going into, you know what they want. Yeah. It's pretty. Nah, people are critical of know? it too. And I get that. We had a, <laughs> we had a horn part where we, you know, broke into kind of like a Dixieland improv section mm. and that lasted for, well, maybe a year or so. And then yeah. finally they're like, eh, <laughs> we think it's just too chaotic. And, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, probably Don was like, yeah, let's, let's cut that. So, <laughs> so we did. That's cool. I'm a star. How would you like to hang out and talk about music or discuss something you've heard on the podcast? How about learning some new techniques on the bass? Do you have a new song and would like some feedback from an experienced and professional songwriter? You can do all of that and more at golive.ly. I'm offering private bass lessons and songwriting feedback in a private setting over Zoom. Just search for me, Eric Baines, at golive.ly, pick a date and time, and schedule a lesson. It's that easy. I can teach you advanced bass techniques, music theory, improvisation, or we can talk about how to prepare for a gig, the best thing to wear to an audition, or the most important things to know about living on a tour bus. If you have a new song that isn't quite working and you need some feedback from someone who's written and co-written hundreds of songs for artists, TV, film, and video games, I can help you with that too. All skill levels are welcome. Search for Eric Baines at golive.ly, G-O-L-I-V-E dot L-Y. And I can't wait to meet you. I'd like to take a second and thank you for listening to the Dive Bar Rockstar podcast. Getting the word out is a vital part of what it takes to keep this show on the road, and the easiest way to help is to subscribe wherever you listen, and if you have an extra minute or two, please leave a review. You can also follow our page on Facebook, which is the Dive Bar Rockstar Podcast, or follow me on Instagram at Dive Bar Rockstar. Okay, enough begging. I hope you're having a great time, and once again, thank you for listening. Well, we have to talk about the, the only person other than me that I have hanging up in the studio is I'm a massive fan of and uh, sort of, I don't think you can ever like try to be him because that's just a career that you could never clone. But, um, but you have played on a couple of Paul McCartney records and yeah. uh, talk to me about that just for my own fandom. I mean, sure. I, I've heard the story. I, you got the call in a weird kind of way or something, right? Uh, yeah, a little bit weird. Oh yeah. I think I've, I remember telling you this. Um, I, well, first of all, if it wasn't for Jeff Babco, wonderful keyboardist, Keyboard. trombone player, yeah. he would say trombone owner. Um, <laughs> on town, Jimmy Kimmel, right? On Jimmy Kimmel and, yeah. and many other things. Yeah. Um, and a very close friend. He referred me to Paul McCartney's contractor and she called me late at night and just said, Hey, are you, um, are you available you know, tomorrow night for a session. And I was like, ah, tomorrow night. Um, no, I don't, I had, I think I had a rehearsal for something and it was, you know, a required rehearsal for an award show. So mm -hmm. I kind of had to be there and I, I was just about to say no. And she's like, well, would it matter if I said that it's Paul McCartney? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I was okay. I, you know, Yes, and um, I don't care what happens with right. that person. <laughs> no, <laughs> right. no the, uh, Jamie Tate was running the rehearsal, and he's a great drummer and friend of mine, mm -hmm. and he, and of course, he understood. Right. So he's I, a great guy, too. Yeah. yeah. So I go in, 
that uh, that next day, and uh, it's a, it's at Henson Studios, and he's um, he's converted the one of the bigger rooms to like his own, you know, chill sort of living room. It's got couches and carpets and lights and candles, and it's really <laughs> nice. And you can see like you know that he's he's been there for maybe months. I don't know, right? But for for a while, right? And um, and he's not there, but you know the rest of the production crew is there and they and they say well here's here's the tune we want you to play on um well the 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 solo one we did some some section stuff too but the you know the solo tune um we think it would be nice on cornet so i was like okay i brought this old cornet that i have and um i'm like okay i guess they they want that sound and i played that a little bit and and whenever you hear so you knew that going in. I, I knew. I knew what. Or you just it. always bring your own. No, I, I. I knew what. I knew to bring it. <laughs> gotcha. Um, I wasn't wild about having to play it. But, right. Right. Um, and it's funny because when you when I hear his music and his voice, I couldn't help but like kind of cop some Penny Lane thing. Right. On the right. cornet. Mm-hmm. And and I did that a couple of passes, and they're like, "Yeah, that's not quite." But but he'll be in in a minute. So he comes in. And he lists, and and first of all, he's the warmest, nicest guy. You know, where are you from? Oh, Vancouver. Oh, I love Vancouver. You know, is your family still there? Wow. What do they do? You know, like just I'm like, who cares? You know, you're Paul McCartney, <laughs> but he's he's such a um, like just a you know the warmest, friendliest guy. And I, that's so uh, cool. and and then he um, he listened to the passes, and he's like, yeah. Come, come sit with me at the piano. So I'm sitting on the piano bench with Paul while uh. he's playing some ideas. And I think I like played a couple things with him. And like, I'm like, please, somebody take a picture of this. Right, right, right. And they were filming the whole time for uh, a documentary he did called New, I think. <clears throat> N-E-W. To check and it's out. it's out there yeah mm-hmm. and so i've seen the i've seen what they kept and it right. wasn't that <laughs> which is too bad yeah, um, yeah yeah but that moment was just like is this really happening right am i sitting next and again like as Gosh. a horn player i'm not i wasn't a huge beatles fan or anything mm-hmm. but i knew the you know the gravity of this situation right. and, <laughs> and my dad was a fan he he well he loved the wings and mm-hmm. wings, wings and uh, yeah and he um just like eagles it's not the eagles right uh, you get in fact ah oh interesting. yeah tell me about that are they serious about that they are serious ah. about that and i've seen like big posters in stadiums that somebody has had to come and like tape over with wow. with gaff tape or whatever the mm-hmm. like welcome eagles Wow. And yeah. That's so funny. It's a thing. You know what made me think about that? Um, Lee Sklar did another episode and he yeah. told the story of being in the studio back in the day doing a thing and and Glenn and Don came in and they were just hanging around on a break or something and Glenn or Don, I don't know, I'll have to listen to the episode again, but they were like, hey, what do you think of Eagles as a name? And oh, he's like, wow. well, I thought the Beatles was a stupid name. So what do I know? <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> but they said that he said Eagles, you know, it didn't say yeah. the Eagles like Eagles. So they're, they're, yeah, it's uh, officially Eagles. Yeah, and, um, and of course everyone, I think, you know, Don has given up trying to correct people, but yeah, officially. Wow. It's, it's that's Eagles. good to know. Um, and so, yeah, you got to watch yourself. <laughs> 
Right. Um, <laughs> and Paul McCartney and wings. Yeah. yeah. Not the wings. No, not the wings. You're right. Yeah. I, as soon as I said it, I'm like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. He, uh, he was awesome. And that track, you know, it made it, uh, I think it made it to the record, but it, you know, it was cut down. I don't, there wasn't really a trumpet solo. There were some trumpet parts. Mm. Um, and then, yeah. And then a few years later we did it again. And wow. that's great. This time with like a, a bigger group, like a sort of a brass band. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm just waiting for the next call. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is hope he keeps doing. And it. I'd love to tour with him, but I mean, he's got guys that aren't going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. You know, somebody's going to have to, you know, get hit by a bus or something for a spot to open up. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny that you said that because I read not too long. Well, <clears throat> I ran in at a restaurant at, at Crossroads. Oh, yeah. You know, you're also vegetarian. I am vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> and he is too. And he is yeah. too. And he's vegan. Yeah. Like vegan, hardcore yeah. vegan. And yeah. apparently Crossroads is his favorite spot. And I'm yeah. going to sound like an idiot fan right now. So I'll, just, I'll probably edit all this out. But anyway, but, uh, but I was like sitting there, it was after I got the Dwight gig and it was maybe like not even a year later. And I, I finally got a break and I'm like, let's take the wife out for the dinner and, and, you know, and have a great place at our favorite restaurant. And I'm sitting there facing her and like on a two table and, and, I, I'm talking to her and he stands up and starts to, and coming at me, you know, and I was just like, speechless and then i was standing right by the mater d right and he stops there for a second and was like he's literally i could have just moved over and bumped him you know what i mean <laughs> and it was like if he stays to there for maybe 20 seconds and I'm like if he gets to 30 seconds i'm gonna try to get a picture but then later i was i read that he doesn't do that because he would rather have a conversation he, I, like he'll sit at your table and talk to oh, you but he doesn't yeah. want to just do a selfie no and uh it's interesting that you you know I, I can imagine in that situation it's like all you want to do is document that moment, but you, you can't, you you know, you can't, no, you, you kind of have to call that per artist, per situation that you're yeah. in, you know? And, and thinking back, like I probably could have got a selfie with him or something or you do whatever, you know, have somebody take our picture. I would never have asked that. Right. Him yeah. And, or any artist. Right. It's just, yeah. I mean, exactly. maybe I'm being too careful, but, um, I've heard enough stories over the yeah, years for of sure. somebody getting too cozy and then bye bye, you know. Yeah. And I I don't I don't really yeah it's I don't need that picture or anything. I've it's in it's in my yeah. memory and and yeah they did get some footage so that's yeah. nice. But somewhere it exists. Yeah. Oh I've I've got it. <laughs> oh great! Oh that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh that's great. Yeah. Well it's so good to hear you know that you know they say don't meet your heroes so it's, it's, he, it's nice yeah. to hear that no, he's he, a nice he could, guy he and, could be anything and nobody would care right, right. I, in fact exactly. i'm surprised that an artist like that would even show up for you know the session right there's <laughs> right there's, there were so right. many people in that booth that were making decisions right um but he he wanted it to be uh you know like like i said he wanted to to create something with me and and we sat together and did that. <sighs> I know my brain's exploding. I I mean that I that's the number one moment I think for me. Yeah, of my career so far. I mean I don't I can't. How could that be eclipsed? I don't know. Right. I don't I really. Know. I don't think I it can. Yeah, he's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So do you um end up? Does Ringo hang out a bit since him and Joe Walsh? You know, or 
related oh, essentially um, you know yeah they are brothers-in-law <laughs> um, i actually saw them. i was walking around the forum shops in in vegas at, at caesar's palace and uh, when i first met my wife and and i was like i'm not this guy but that's ringo star and joe walsh walking like 20 feet in front of yeah I'm going to have to follow them for a minute, you know, <laughs> like, I can't believe I'm looking at a beetle, you know, like, yeah. um, but anyway, does he I'll, show up? Uh, he does, um, not, you know, not often, but like for sure when we're uh, in LA, I is he live in LA? I don't even know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, I'm I sure feel, he has. I feel like he must have a he spot must have here because he's, here, spot here. he's yeah. here a lot. Yeah. Like, and McCartney does too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he'll come to the forum and and hang backstage and and you know i because i'm one of the musicians i just have to pretend everything is normal right. and you know it's just just ringo hanging and yeah. i'm not i'm certainly not fanboying right we know better yes exactly um, which is another part of the i don't know about the pressure necessarily but it's like the chess game that you have to yeah. sort of play you know when yeah. you're around yeah you do these huge it's, folks you know and it it often i hear that even the best musicians, you know, if they can't keep a lid on it, yeah, it's not good. You know? No, yeah. Well, you also have a pretty um, good connection or interesting connection to Chicago, really, because like you've been playing with Danny Servin for years. Yeah, for many years. Well, another gig we actually the one time I subbed for CTA because you do CTA. CTA okay. is Danny Serafin's. It's California band, Transit Authority. California Transit Authority. He. Um, he made a record, uh, maybe, maybe probably ten years ago, yeah. uh, of original stuff, and um, which is which is in the same Chicago vein. And I got to play on that. And then uh, he, uh, you know, he still does lots of gigs um, where we do mostly, you know, the Chicago material. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was gonna say the the one time I've subbed with CTA proper yeah um they didn't have horns it was like on they brought in peter fish um, uh -huh. and he played cube oh well, yeah they, you know it was in indiana it was like a lower budget situation sure I'm sure um but then years later he called me again because he was doing these charity events with tommy thayer and robbie krieger and yeah eventually bill champlin and and uh and and i got to the rehearsal and you were there <laughs> <laughs> and at the time we were playing in a wedding band together and like oh of course it's you on these horns, you know, they, they got the best. Ah, well, I don't know if they got the, <laughs> they got the guys that were available at the time. So um, how did you get to know Danny? Um, I think that, uh, our original tenor player, Rick Keller called me in for the, for the session for that record. Got you. Um, and we'd been friends for a while and, uh, I met him and I, you know, I was, I knew who he was, but again, I, you know, just played, just did my job and it was a cool record. Um, a lot of writing by Mark Bonilla. Yeah. The and, guitar player. Yeah. Guitar player. Um, well, and wonderful. Got a co-founder of the. Yeah. Of wonderful band. Um, you know, with Bill Champlin and, and for a while it was Bill's son. Oh yeah. Singing, Will Champlin. Will was singing, um, you know, the. Yeah. The high stuff. Um. Yeah. I did. Uh, you did something I with did him? I did some of yeah. the gigs with him. In fact, I did the. Bill Champlin wasn't on the gig. Will was, so he yeah. did the high part and hard habit. I did Bill Champlin's right. part, which is odd and awesome. But um, <laughs> he was also on The Voice, I believe. He Will. was, yeah. yeah he's a phenomenal he, singer. Yeah. In fact, he was on The Voice while we were touring a bit, um, and it was interesting to, like, he's he's a very 
low key guy and um does not like kind of introverted does not like the attention yeah i, yeah. I mean, introverted is sometimes like a bad word or whatever but but he's like very much yeah. that way right and we would like flank him in the airport you know walking around because he would he get the especially like the young Wow. People who were watching The Voice or whatever, mm. they'd see who it was and they'd, you know, they'd come for him. Wow. And I mean, I didn't, I, you know, it's almost like I was security kind of thing. Like, right. He doesn't want to talk to you, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But it was interesting to see him, you know, go through that um, and not enjoy it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I, even I get picked out sometimes you know, f with big Eagles fans, especially, mm -hmm. especially if we've just played the night before or whatever. And, and if I'm yeah. in the airport, then they're, you know, they're, I, I get people coming up and like, Oh, can I get a picture? I'm like, dude, I'm the trumpet player. It's not. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Man, I, I'll tell you a funny story. I don't even know if I'm going to put this in the podcast, but so I'm, it's my birthday this last Monday and I went to Vegas Congrats. And the, George Bryant, the uh, drummer that subbed yeah. on, on one of the gigs that I just did with you guys, um, was like, hey, come out Monday night. We'll go see Santa Fe. You know, it was just in Vegas, you know, just they've been around for 40 years. Yeah. yeah, just unbelievable horn band. So and, one of, I think it's probably my favorite band yeah. that's current, that's still working today. You know, they're just yeah. so good. Yeah. And George has played with those guys. So they, you know, he knows them. We got a comp table, whatever. And so at one point, the guy, Jim, uh, Jerry, uh, Lopez, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry yeah. Lopez, yeah. Uh, Jerry Lopez says, Hey, the bass player for Chicago is here. And I'm like, Oh, cool. Great. So then the gig gets over. I'm smoothing. I've had a few wines. Um, Jerry comes over and I'm shaking his hand and the band kind of one by one, we're right on the side of the stage. Like we're in front of the columns, like the PA speaker. And I finally, I get to Jerry and I'm like, yeah, so great. And then right next to him, pokes his head in, Danny Serafin. <laughs> and I was like, I, I guess it's like <laughs> everything blurred out. And I, cause I've been, I've not talked to him since I got the gig and, and uh, I've known him for 25 years. So this like, is just a few days ago. Yeah. Just oh, wow. this week on my birthday. Yeah. And he was like, Hey man. And then we're like a big hug and oh, I think it's great. And then, and I was like, yeah, I just, I got that. And he's like, yeah, I was so happy for you. You know, I gave him your, your number a couple of years ago. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. And I was like, all these worries about there being some yeah. sort of, you know, we're just gone. And he came, he was in the back. So, but the, the funny thing is, is like, they say the bass player from Chicago is here. And I feel like a total asshole now, like the founding member drummer who uh, played on all yeah. those hits is sitting in the back. Well, I'm sure they recognized him, right? Well, no, nobody did, because, but, but I was like, uh, well, yeah, it didn't seem like anybody did. And he was in and out really fast. He just, but he came all the way from the back to the front to say hi and whatever. And I was like, man, so great to see you. Good hug. He wished me the best. And he's like, you know, I want Chicago to do well because I make all those residuals. And I'm like, great. <laughs> yeah, we're right. all good, you know? And then I was like, yeah, I feel like an asshole. Like they just said the baseball in Chicago near here. And he's like, oh, well, they didn't know I was here. You know, and he was just super cool. And then later, and then later in the conversation, he's like, "Yeah, well, when you guys come in here, maybe I'll." Because he lives in Vegas. He now. does now. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, "Well, maybe I'll I'll come out of the show." And I'm like, "Well, I'll, I'll get you tickets." You know, anytime you know, I'm like, I, and then I'm like, "I'm yeah, I'll get you tickets to your band." You know, it's, it was a weird in my brain. It's just like it's hard to put all that stuff together. But it was just such a relief. It was like the best birthday I'm present very I could have ever yeah. had. Yeah, you know, of him just yeah. being so nice and so supportive, and he's always been. Like I said, I've known him since I was a he kid. He is one of the best dudes in the world. I I yeah. love him to bits, and um, 
maybe we need to edit this, but you know, he had that heart attack this yeah. year. And I got to talk to him about and it. And I was just, you know, beside myself. I didn't realize how much that affected me. And, you know, he was in Hawaii at the time. So I just, I just texted him. I mean, like, cause I want, I didn't know if I should bother him. I just said, Hey man, um, we heard, and you know, he called me and he, we talked and he's like, I'm, I'm good. I'm so good. Um, don't worry about it. And I was like, you know, tearing up because yeah. I'm like, I don't want to lose you, you know, yeah, yeah. not, yeah. not just cause you're, well, because you're an icon, right. Yeah. But yeah. because you're my friend and, yeah. and you know, yeah, he's, he's a, he's an awesome dude. Um, we love doing that band. Yeah. Um, and we love playing the songs. Um, yeah. And, uh, and he, you know, he still kills and yeah. And he sounds better than ever. Yeah. He, Cause he's really like, I think he's really, you know, all, if, if you go through a health issue like that, um, you, you want to, I think you get like a new lease on life a lot of the time. And right. he, he feels like I got to, I got to play, you know, more drums. I got to practice more and, you know, just, yeah, he sounds great. That's great. It's a trip, like, working for Chicago, and, and maybe you think about this with the Eagles, too, and Danny, obviously, but just, like, these guys are up there, you know? They're in their 70s, and uh, on the one hand, and maybe you find this, too, like, touring with Chicago, they've been doing this for 50, this was a 55-year anniversary. Wow, yeah. So the machine runs completely efficiently. You know, there's rarely any drama you know, it, it, they just know after all these years how to, what they like, what, how it needs to run, you know, and it's like, it's been the most seamless transition into any situation yeah. and just no drama at all. And, um, th that's nice. But at the same time, you're just like, I could realistically be around when we lose one of these guys, yeah. you know, and it's like, it's such a drag, especially when it's like music you've, you've listened to and been fans no, it, of your it, whole yeah, life. Yeah, it's always you know? on everyone's mind, you know, like, well, yeah. not really, but. Um, and then losing Glenn Fry, of course. Yeah, I mean, and that was, you know, that was an accident, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, you, you know, well, first of all, you don't, whatever that phrase is, you know, don't count your chickens. Right. Um, you, you, you know, it's day, day by day. Mm. You're all, you know, you're thankful if you get called for the next leg. And if you don't, then life goes on. And, you know, because. Right as soon as you start relying on a project to keep you, you know, keep your mortgage paid or whatever, that's, that's not, that's dangerous. Yeah. Um, you got to keep things, you know, other, yeah. Other things going uh, all, mm. always. And in fact, um, the wedding band that we've kind of been joking about is the, is something I still do. Yeah. Um, be, first of all, cause I love those guys so much and, and they're great musicians. Um, and they're, you know, we've grown up together, but right. it's so steady too. Like it's, yeah. you can count on it. Right. And, you know, when the pandemic hit, um, you know, that was the first thing to come back. Right. Right. And, and you yeah. were, and you were, I was so grateful to be gigging again. Like even, you know, even doing some, somebody's wedding or a corporate thing or whatever. It's like, right. oh, I, I'm playing again, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. If, and how did the, like, uh, so are you a U.S. citizen? Yeah, as of you, like a year ago. Oh, a year ago, but yeah. not during the lockdown. Did that affect like unemployment or anything? Or? Um, no, I have a, I had a green card for a number of years. Got it. But yeah, during the pandemic, we decided to, because we had time, you know. Right. We decided to get our citizenship. That's cool. Um, you know, just, just to have it, right? And, yeah, um, for sure. 
And so we're dual. And you can be dual. We're dual. Yeah. And, and so our you're kids, not giving up anything. No, kids are dual. <laughs> and uh, That's cool. No, it's just a, it's just like one, one extra option. You get to vote. I get to vote. Yeah. I, I, in fact, I voted. Contribute to this country that yeah. you're making. No, I, I voted for the, for the first time a few months ago. And, oh, that's great. Or at, well, yeah. And then, and then more recently in November. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. it was fun. I haven't voted yeah. for, you know, a long time because wow. I've been uh, away from Canada for, I don't know, geez, 2003, right? Wow. 20 years. Yeah, I'm almost 20 up. years. Wow. That's cool. And so the other thing about being a Trump player, and you're kind of the high note guy, like, so you've got a year off. I mean, how do you keep those chops? Oh. Did you have to like really make a conscious, conscious effort? To, um, uh, honestly, I, I didn't play much <laughs> for a while. I mean, it was yeah. an, it was a, it was a nice break. Mm-hmm. We were, we were in the middle of a Eagles tour when the pandemic hit. In fact, we were in Dallas and I was having the best night. We were at the Mavericks game with Joe and a few others. And, you know, we had like courtside seats and Mark Cuban was, was (laughs) hanging and I was sitting next to Patrick Mahomes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh man. And, uh, you know, I didn't know, didn't have much to say to him, but Hey, and, dude, uh, you're really good at football. Yeah, you're good at football, man. <laughs> oh, you're the trumpet player from the Eagles. I mean, from Eagles. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and you're like, ah, Eagles. Uh, yeah, I see. Yeah, I totally. I had to. I had to. I had to tell him what was what. Um, and 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 it's one of my favorite teams. I mean, I because I lived there for a bit. Oh yeah. And, my wife's from Missouri, and, so she'll be happy. Yeah. To hear of this. And and uh, sorry, no. Uh, oh. Um, the Mavericks, right? Oh, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, I'm a, gotcha, I'm gotcha. a big Mavericks fan. Got you. Um, and, uh, and I'm just having the time of my life and they're winning and, you know, Luca's putting on his show and, uh, and I, I think we, I got a text like in the middle, like, um, you're going home tomorrow. Wow. So pack up. And that was kind of devastating because to go from that, um, you know, that high to just being like sent home and the tours off. You know, we didn't know how long. I think I think they thought like three weeks should do it. Right. And then right. we knew that wasn't going to happen. And then it was uh, three months. Mm-hmm. And then that didn't happen. Yeah. And then it was like a year. It was August of, of 2021 when we finally got back. Wow. Yeah. And even that was chaos because people were getting sick. Right. And, um, and the horn section got sick. You know, I didn't, but. Wow. So rough. Um, yeah. I, you know, I'll be honest, I didn't handle the p- pandemic very well. I know some people did some really cool things and they made records that they had, they were, you know, or they, they did projects or they, you know, they, they made the best of it. And I, right. I kind of like, you know, felt sorry for myself for mm. quite a while. Wow. And, and uh, so, yeah, don't do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah well it's crazy because I, I just yeah I needed such a break at the time like it just was I, I was so excited mm. <laughs> when, I, when I they told me I was going home oh yeah we had, I had just been hitting it so hard and uh, um, but it's, it's definitely different but you're on you know I was on a you know particularly tough gig you, were, you know yeah. and I was getting worn out yeah. and we hadn't had we maybe had like a 
three and a half week break once in three years, mm. you know? Um, and so I was just like, oh, I can't wait, you know? And, the, uh, but, um, coming from a gig that you're enjoying and yeah, and it it's was like it, the top of your career and, and it, it uh, was easy too at that point. I mean, we were, we had it so dialed in, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. That we could just enjoy the travel and the treatment that, you know, you get on the road yeah. with Eagles and, right. uh, you know, because right. you, you have to, you have to be careful because you get spoiled and mm -hmm. when you come home, you have to remember, okay, you know, uh, this is the real, real life now. And yeah. Um, you know, nobody's cleaning up your messes and yeah. And you got to cook your own food. And, and you got kids and, and uh, I got kids. You know, it's who just need, like you come home and to, I'm, and I'm, I've been yeah. gone. And so I have to really be present for yeah, them. Right. Pandemic was good for that. Yeah. I was around. I wasn't, I wasn't at my best, but I was around and I was like homeschooling and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, trying to yeah. keep the, the zoom calls going and everything. Yeah. Um, but, uh, this yeah. is also not something, well, it's interesting cause you did choose this in a way, but it's something we do. It's who we are. So to be able to like, to, so to not be able to do what we do yeah. for that amount of time, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's hard. No, I went, I, yeah. I went crazy. And yeah. And I think to some extent for me anyways, it's like, I need that crowd screaming at yeah. me, you know? It, Even if it's a wedding, it's that consistently proving to myself that I can play this yeah. thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, my wife likes to joke that, you know, she doesn't get applause at work. Right. And and I think, haha, but it's true. Like you, it, it's kind of an addictive thing. And yeah. And, and even if it's not the crowd, it's your fellow musicians. It's your fellow musicians. And it's, again, it's like, yeah. I just, if I'm away from the bass too long, I forget that I'm a bass player. Mm. You know, I don't know what that is. Maybe that's another deep thing with me. I don't know. But, you know, my, my self-esteem starts to, to go and I have to get that in my hands and play with people and be like, oh, wait, I'm pretty good at this. Like, I'm, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, need to re I need the constant reminder, yeah. whether it's a crowd yeah. or just a rehearsal or playing with my friends. You know, it's like... It's, it's really important. We to do. And we know lots sanity. of, lots of musicians who suffer when they're not performing. And, yeah. and in fact, we know lots that don't make it. Yeah. Like big ones. Yeah. You know, Prince or Michael right. Jackson or, uh, Eddie Van Halen or, you know, like yeah. if they're not, if, if they don't have the high yeah. of performing, yeah. um, they get, they seek it from somewhere else. Yeah. So yeah, we've yeah. all been through that. Well, I'm glad you survived. I did. Um, I had great support at home and, um, and I, I finally, you know, I pulled myself out of it after, you know, a year or so, Yeah. even though it wasn't over and, uh, I'm in, a, I'm, I'm good now. Like, but yeah. it's, you know, it was a rough couple of years. I, yeah, I'll admit it. And, and, uh, yeah. and, and some people did really well and some people didn't. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It was rough. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't want that again. Well, I really appreciate you coming down though, dude. And hey. this has been unbelievable. And uh, your resume is so vast that we could probably do four or five hours and maybe we'll get to Yeah, could you just list? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, I'm lucky. Uh, I I play such a goofy instrument, I think. <laughs> uh, but it, um, but at the same time, it's like, it, trumpet is all over the place, you know, and yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, there's very few styles of music that we can't play, you know, just a few. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, I don't know, country, 
what else? Celtic music? Is there trumpets in that? No. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I'm just trying to, you know, anyway, yeah. but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's fun and yeah. it's not, it's one of those like kind of old fashioned instruments that I feel like it's not going to be around forever, but I'm glad to be getting in the tail end of it. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. And you're constantly working. So it's, it's, uh, it's obviously not dying anytime no, soon, it's, you, know, you know, there's, especially there's, when you're skilled. Yeah. I mean, you've got skills, yeah. you've got the education and all those things are, are there, nothing is insurance in this, in this, no. uh, but if there is anything close to insurance, those particular things are, are, uh, are good. Yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> there's still, I mean, we know the industry is suffering in some ways, but there's still work. Uh, um, I don't encourage young people to try to make it their career because I yeah. think that's, hmm. I, I just don't think that's possible in, in most cases, but I say it's, it does exist, you know, if, and if yeah. you, if you, if you want to do this for a living, then you have to be the best. Yeah. You can't just be like mediocre, like you could in the seventies and eighties. Right. And now you have to be the, the best. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm the best. I'm just saying that, you know, the you, standards are high. The standards are high. And, and you, and, and not only do you have to play great, but you have to be a good person and a good hang. Yeah. I mean, 98% of the time on the road is not playing. Yeah. You have to be hanging and being a good person and you know airports and restaurants and yeah. buses and plane you know you just you right yeah that, that that's that's what i tell everybody it just, comes up yeah. almost every show yeah every every podcast it's oh, like it's, right? it's yeah. it comes up all the time because that's just yeah. the truth yeah because you know? there's, there's there's not there's lots of good players yeah but if you're if you're a dick then yeah good luck yeah it's not going to work anymore used to yeah it used to it's work. It's true. Yeah. If you were good enough and you had a terrible personality, you could still work. But yeah. that's those days are gone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah and there's too many. Yeah. There's there's lower there there's less roles for everybody. Yeah. You know, there's less jobs. There's less jobs. And there's more players. Yeah. So yeah, there's more players. What's than gonna ever. give you the edge? You gotta be a nice guy. Yeah. There's no need to put up with drama anymore. No, I work on that more than I work on my trumpet. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep working on it, man. And uh, <laughs> maybe one day you'll be, maybe you'll one be a day, nice yeah. a nice fella. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not as nice as I used to be. I don't I, I've been living down here for too long. <laughs> I, well, we're all getting older too. Yeah. It's like and crustier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and when yeah. you know, when you start to be successful whatever you do it's like you want to put up with less and less shit too you know yeah you do yeah but uh which brings me to our last gig together this wedding band that we keep bringing up no i'm just kidding <laughs> talk about putting up with shit but uh no i don't know i've never been a huge fan of the wedding thing but it's funny because i had one of the questions i was going to ask you is just like why do we keep doing this but i think you kind of summed it up it's like it's it's you've got to keep those gigs there in case you need them and in case yeah. your your big gig goes away and, uh, you know, it's fun to see. It's great to have, to be a part of an organization that we sort of have fun when we're on the road. And because we were on a road gig doing the wedding band thing. So yeah. Yeah. It's like out well, here, it's a, it's an industry that's And that's a pretty, pretty big, particularly successful, uh, wedding band or, you know, I, yeah. I hate to call it a wedding band cause it's not, but, right. um, but yeah, it's like, you know. No, there's no bad gigs. I mean, just if you have one, if you have a gig, great. That's awesome. Uh, 
if you know i know people <laughs> complain of like oh well you know i i've been doing you know disney for too long or something right i'm like oh lucky for you look at you with your uh health and pension whatever you know like it's right all the gigs are are good right now because you know you you can't be as choosy so, yeah 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 for sure um, and if and if i have if i go back to you know doing you know 50 dollar jazz gigs or something that's fine right right well i don't know about you have that. to get a <laughs> let's take it easy man <laughs> you'd have to get a day job i guess <laughs> well yeah, that's that's an that's not gonna be an option for me i have no other skills i know you get you know you get this far down in life and you're like not only do i don't really have any other skills it's like hard to do something that i'm gonna suck at when you get so good at yeah. doing what you do you know you cannot <laughs> teach an old dog and, <laughs> it's painful um i joke that i'm uh, yeah if this if i get you know my all my teeth knocked out tomorrow which i probably will um i'll what am i gonna do i'll i think i'm gonna be a park ranger that's what oh, I'm yeah well there you go. go live in the go live in the bush <laughs> <laughs> awesome well thanks man thank this you has mr baines so awesome. yeah, i think I, uh people will get a lot out of this ah, well you know, i i i you I, know, I, hope, I hope more than our friends listen to it <laughs> <laughs> probably that, that probably won't happen but, but no, i'm really glad anyway. you're doing this too this is this is good for the industry and and it's you know it's fun and you're good you're a good host well thank you i hate to end on i'm a good host but i will yep i'll take it once in a while yeah. <laughs> all right well thanks man all right thanks buddy <laughs> so i don't usually let the whole song play those of you that have listened before it's i don't usually put a whole song on there but man i just had to let maria play because it's just such a great arrangement by uh, Don Sebesky, and it just flows so well. I just had to leave it. And for those of you that don't know, it's really hard to play those high notes on a trumpet with that much control and tone and just beauty. And there aren't a lot of players in the world that can do that. So kudos again to Jamie Havorka. What I think is important to point out is that sometimes on these big gigs, there's not a lot of interaction between the hired musicians and the principals, meaning the actual members of a band or the artist that you're working for. So don't assume that there will be when you get there. I always go in thinking there won't be, and that way, if it's a fun hang, then it feels like a bonus, you know? Uh, we also have to be careful about how we talk about our gigs sometimes, and uh, sometimes you even sign an NDA or a non-disclosure agreement to do the gig. Um, so it's always a thing we have to be careful about on this podcast, and I, I try to fill in the blanks as much as I can and give you the real without mentioning names and specifics, but it can be tricky. It's also a thing that's unique to every gig situation and, and something you have to feel out when you get there because, uh, you know, sometimes artists or bands don't want you to post any information or pictures at all. Others want all of the social media posts they can get, you know, so it's another thing you have to find out when you get there so you don't lose the gig over something stupid and something that you would have never thought was a thing, you know, so, you know, be cool. Because it's these artists' right to control, you know, or have a say in, in how the public sees them. So, you know, it's just something that's important to respect. Don Henley spent a year at Stephen F. Austin University before transferring to North Texas State University, where he was an English literature major. 
Henley spent three semesters at North Texas State before returning home to Linden to attend to his ailing father. The school was renamed University of North Texas in 1988 before Jamie attended. A cornet is much like a trumpet. Um, They're shaped a little different, but they sound pretty close to the average ear. But a trumpet has a cylindrical bore, which results in a brighter sound, while a cornet has a continuously conical bore, which provides a warmer sound. Well, I hope you enjoyed the show. We've got lots more to come this year, I hope, knock on wood. And I look forward to talking to you. Wow, you've made it to the end. I'm hoping it's because you completely enjoyed yourself and are now filled with knowledge and inspiration to move forward with your dreams. If that is the case and you would like to stay informed of new episodes, live events, and general news, please go to divebarrockstar.com and sign up for the mailing list. If you have any questions, comments, corrections, or complaints about anything you hear on the show, please email me at fanmail at divebarrockstar.com and you may even end up on the show. We at the Dive Bar Rockstar Podcast, with all of our hearts, thank you for listening, and remember, it's all about dreams. <laughs>